This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Pod. Start over. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, quite the gardening array, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 663, our last show of July, 7321. Oh. 100 degrees on this day in 1933 and 50 degrees in 1971. I hope you're keeping your swimming beach free of weeds and muck and algae with Aquaside uh, products particularly aqua clear pellets. They're organic. They eat up all that crud on the bottom that kids always complain about having to touch with their bare feet. It's uh, not going to harm anything. Not going to harm the fish or the birds or the plants or humans. It clears up the water and gets rid of any smells in case there's some smells there. It's easy to use. You throw it out there once a week for four weeks bang, and uh, bang, bang, boom. bang, boom, Ka-booya. the muck and smell will be gone. It's a white bear company. You can call them, they'll identify your problem and help get you the right products. 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby coffee shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Well, before we begin, is there a way to show this or post this? Um, you know Foley, don't you, Rook? Yeah, my whole life. He sent me a photo, and the caption is, why does Matt's picture keep popping up in this ad? And it's an ad for the John Wayne Gacy movie. And he, that serial killer, he frequently made himself up as a clown. Mm-hmm. And it's uncanny. This, whoever this actor is in his clown makeup, quite seriously, looks identical to you. I cannot disagree. Oh. It's identical. So, okay, now, now I understand. Let me show it to Kenny. Now I understand. Because when I looked up John Wayne, oh he God. shows it to the monitor. There you go. Show <laughs> oh, your cameras oh, up there. Oh, it up here. Yep. Over. There you go. There you go. It's backwards. Kenny, look at that. Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Can I go home now? Yep, you're good. <laughs> but it, now it makes sense, because when you first explained what it was <laughs> off the air, I looked up a photo of John Wayne Gacy, who does not look like Rookie at all. No. So that actor, whoever's playing him in that movie, yes, does resemble Rookie. Very handsome actor. We could do a side-by-side, I bet. Or better yet, why don't you put on hey, some makeup, hey. and we'll do the side-by-side. Okay. at the fair. I have two notes regarding our guest yesterday, George Pett, who is uh, undertaking a search for the... Uh, for a fort 
down at Frontenac. How many Joe I'm heading down did you get? I didn't get any of those. I, I, I bet some GLers were down there, though, putting nails in their pocket. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Joe, I thoroughly enjoyed your conversation today with George Pett. Not being a native Minnesotan, I love learning about the history of my adopted home. While there was lots of discussion about how Mr. Pett should be put in touch with folks associated with the Curse of Oak Island TV show, I have another suggestion. Uh, Mr. Pett needs to contact Scott Walter. Mr. Walter is a forensic geologist located right here in the Twin Cities. Friends of mine, what? You'll never get to the bottom of it if you contact Walter. You know Give him? me a break. Give me a break. Well, let me finish. A it's listener. a short email. Let me finish it without an interruption. Yeah, Mr. Walter is a forensic geologist located right here in the Twin Cities. Friends of mine were the producers behind Holy Grail in America, a History Channel documentary featuring Walter that examined a Kensington runestone an inscribed stone that is purported evidence of Viking settlements existing in Minnesota long before Columbus arrived in America. As evidenced by that documentary and the subsequent America Unearthed uh, TV series, Mr. Walter's interest in unearthing mysteries of historic significance and his access to ground-penetrating radar aligns with Mr. Pett's objective of finding the first Catholic church in the state. But George, apparently Kenny doesn't want you to do that. I'm not, no, no, this thing. Boom. Time See, is too I, valuable. I got another. You <laughs> <laughs> got a little excited there. <laughs> We're working another, on our hand signals I have another yeah, okay. email. Got it. Uh, Kelsey yeah. writes, <laughs> I just finished listening to the segment with George Pett. Could you ask George that once he finds the location of the fort, could he attempt to discover the exact location of John Thompson's residence? What is wrong with you? Kenny. Whoa! Grumpy cat. I like how he always looks. I love how he's, when he yells at me, he looks at me in the monitor. Doesn't make eye contact with you virtually. Is he yelling at Chris or is he yelling at Rookie? Uh, I don't know. It's Friday. I'm checked out. Don't want to work too hard today. Want to just crack fart jokes and go home. By the way, the uh, the tweet is now active. Yeah, the one that oh, we took is? before the show uh, of rookie okay. and Joe trying to successfully reattach Joe's microphone minutes ahead of the start of the program today. Get this. <laughs> Look at these two. Let me see it. <laughs> the good thing I is at least none of you used any cuss words, so I was able to post it successfully. Well, that was coming, believe me. Oh, that's why, that's why it only lasted about 15 <laughs> right. seconds. This is fantastic. I still don't see it. It's, so a, it's there. We're going to retweet that right now. boy, Ken. It's not on mine. I don't get it. I don't care. All right, here. Yep, here we go. Uh, pay attention. This is troubling. Here we go. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy is recommending that fully vaccinated people wear face masks outdoors to protect the unvaccinated. Nope. I want a nope. proof, Joe. I want to hear about at least one case where a vaccinated person has spread this virus to somebody mm-hmm. else. Just one, and then I'll then I'll jump on board, and I'll grab an oar, and up the creek we'll go. Murthy, Murthy made the suggestion during an appearance on MSNBC where he said fully vaccinated individuals wearing masks indoors and outdoors was an extra step of protection to unvaccinated people. 
So the people that we're most concerned about are the unvaccinated. Murthy responded to the question from the cable TV host. For example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated. That's a circumstance where we're being extra cautious and wearing that mask, even if you're fully vaccinated, wearing it outside when you're in in and when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Hmm. I want to emphasize, though, that if you are vaccinated, the likelihood of having a breakthrough infection is still low because, again, the vaccines are working to help prevent the infection, particularly serious infections. But in the unusual event that a breakthrough uh, does bring about transmission, uh, you should wear the mask. If I'm reading this uh, correctly, this guy is saying wear the mask in your own house. Yep. No, I'm not doing that. No. He's saying wear the mask in your own house because you have unvaccinated children. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not either. Proof. I want proof. And the next time you clowns cite science, I want to see the paper. I am done with you jackasses telling us how to live. I want proof. Show me proof. This is amazing. I'm to wear a mask now out to outside and inside to protect the unvaccinated. Well, I don't have any reason to believe that I'm a threat to the unvaccinated. Right. Representative Crenshaw had an, a perfect tweet about this this morning. You ready? Yeah. He tweeted about an hour ago, your daily reminder that the CDC has, pre- has presented no data showing vaccinated people are spreading COVID infections. If you're vaccinated, you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than dying of COVID. Our government, now considering lockdowns again, has lost its effing mind. That's a direct tweet from him. Is that the pirate? That's from the yes, pirate. That's that from is the pirate. absolutely from him. All right. Hail the pirate. He, you know what he's doing? He's pushing back. Okay, but this wasn't the CDC. This is the country's Surgeon General. I get it, but th- this just proves what you're, what you're reading uh, right there. I want proof. Just give me proof. If you have young, if you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, that's a circumstance Whoa. where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, even if you're fully vaccinated, no, 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 this is in, they're nuts. No, no. Is this just being officious? Is this just busy work to try to justify when they can't really back it up? I, 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 I don't know, but here's a completely different take on masks that's absolutely fascinating from Scott Matura out in Bozeman, Montana. Okay. Joe, since you and the GL crew received received COVID updates from Scott from Invergrove and earthquake reports from Stacy, the GL geologist, and lake reports from the lake detective, I saw the lake detective the other day hauling the, uh, the skiff. Oh, you did? Through St. Paul. you got to take it home, put some goop on the keel. <laughs> really quick, you know what I did not know about the Lake Detective? Hmm. I did not know he was born and raised in Faribault. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Uh, Scott writes, I thought I would give you both an update as well as a link to the new potential mask mandates. While Gumption County has just begun to experience some pretty heavy smoke in the last week, out here we have been dealing with it for the better part of seven weeks. In our valley, the Bridger Mountains are quite literally right at the edge of town. And for weeks now, the ridge is but a faint silhouette on a good day. Southwest Montana is on the receiving end of approximately 35 fires in Montana Mm -hmm. on all four sides of us, as well as several fires in Idaho, Washington, Oregon, and California. This summer has been week after week of extremely limited visibility, burning eyes, running noses, and fatigue. And that's for those of us who are healthy. Whenever our vehicles sit parked for more than five to six hours, there is visible settled soot and ash on them. This makes for a less than ideal summer. And here's the link to mask. 
In addition to your guest this week, Scott Jensen, who was running for governor, telling us some months ago that a mask and co- that a mask and COVID was the equivalent to easily throwing a golf ball through French double doors, there have been several studies, both recent as well as over the last three decades, that tell us that masks are scarcely effective at best. I won't Thank bore you, you to the many links to papers and articles I have saved in this matter, but it's a lot. Here's here it is. So why does our leadership? So desperately behind us, so desperately want us behind masks that easily allow this virus to penetrate through. Yet not a word on any local, regional, or national level with regards to wearing a mask for protection against these fire smokes. Mm -hmm. Studies and papers have shown that COVID can easily pass through masks, yet I'm fairly certain the much larger, by a probable magnitude of 100, soot and ash we can see with the naked eye could easily be fended off with the mask. We all know there are many potential health risks to prolonged inhalation of smoke, ash, and soot. Yet have we heard one word on this topic? Due to fires last week, Bozeman had air quality rating as the worst in the world. It was on a level with Dubai and Jakarta. Jakarta. Yet not a single word about masks. Wouldn't you think that if they really believed masks were beneficial... Everyone in the Rocky Mountains would be mandated to wear them. Pushing back every day, Scott Matura, Bozeman. What, what a great point. Yesterday, I walked, because uh, I walk every day. You walk, walk every, every day. day. And I, You're I, a walker. I really slowed it down because uh, I, could, I could feel and taste the smoke in the air. And yesterday, Minnesota no. had the worst air quality, supposedly, in its history. I don't do you, know do how we know I'm, that. Do you think wearing a mask on a walk would improve that? No, I don't. I think, I think, but I think Matura has a point. He can see the stuff. Right. Right. He's in the Uh, thick of it. So it's just uh, effectiveness of masks. I've been using masks a long time in the shop. Uh, As I may have told you this, I'm a really, really bad welder, but I'm great at grinding. I really excel at grinding. So I put a mask on when I'm grinding, either on a bench grinder, a grinder on a stand, or even a handheld grinder. Always wear a mask. As soon as I pull the mask off, the first thing I do, stick my finger up in my nostril like this, (laughs) and I pull all the metal shavings out because the mask is in bleed. Effective. Well, then you need a better mask. It doesn't matter. And I brought this up yesterday. The only mask that's going to help you is the N95. Who's got all the N95s? For well, hospitals. For all the clinics. work that for all the work that I've done on boats over the years, I have the mask with the two uh, round White ones. Respirator. Re- I have a respirator. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of those too. Uh, and it still gets through there, even when you change the free, uh, filters frequently. Quick, quick question: um, After you finish varnishing the one bolt, what mask did Rookie wear when he went and touched the uh, the fresh varnish? I was maskless. You couldn't resist, could you? I was maskless. <laughs> I just wanted to see if it was fully dry, like you. You said it's not dry yet, and I wanted to verify that it was not. <laughs> it was not. It has your finger. It was a little tacky. <laughs> I think I ran across a trailer that used to be yours uh, last week. That thing was a crap can, Zooch. I'm surprised you put a boat that valuable on that piece well, of crap what, well, trailer. Well, what, what, Kenny, what, what are you talking about? Where would you have run into a trailer that I used to own? Yeah. How does yeah it's, wood, it's wood boat country up here, Zooch. Yeah. Everybody's looking for a link for the great mayor of Garage Logic, Well, then, Sucheray. well, good. <laughs> Just like on Golden Pond. <laughs> Just like that. And, like and that. today... Today the uh, smoke is equally as visible. I always I have a few points that I check. 
Okay. From uh, from high atop the intersection of Snelling and Ford Parkway. Yes. Looking west, mm-hmm. you can get a there. really clear view of Minneapolis. Yes. Today, yeah. Minneapolis is not visible from that location. Is this a daily route you take? Sometimes. Checkpoints. Okay. Checkpoints. I love it's that like you check have. And tra- it's like a trap line. He just goes from checkpoint I, to checkpoint. Right. That's the part that I love. You said you had checkpoints. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. I know... <laughs> Yeah. Flips the switch, uh, was here, and then on to the next one. <laughs> no, it's a it's a post-it check note. Mark. Yeah, just like his ads. Check mark. And now it's down to Liquor Village, okay? <laughs> Whoops, not too much. Sorry. He just I puts thought, the flag on the other side. You know the mistake I continually make? Having us on the show. That Let, letting and, us work with you. Yes, and... and the mistake I continually make is expecting a mature adult response to something that I find very interesting. Yeah. I have taken it upon myself to verify the smoky conditions. And I know a few high points with views. Mm-hmm. When I check those viewing points, I am I am corroborating that that the smoke is intense. And, and rather than say, well, thank you for doing that work, thank you for your curiosity, or thank you for your reporting, all I hear is mumbo-jumbo. Mockery, Mumbo-jumbo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your mockery, guys. I appreciate your, your mockery. Bunch of mumbo-jumbo. That's all I hear from you morons. Let's go. That keeps you on your toes. <laughs> keeps you young, yeah. kiddo. Uh-huh. Okay, Tiger. I'm the one that is... Oh, never mind. Just a... Let's talk about something fun. All right. Oh, I'll tell you something fun. You just call me Mr. Hundo. $100 bill. Isn't that a shame? If you get vaccinated now, you get $100. Can you go back? Get another one? I finally got the Johnson. Maybe I can go and get the the Moderna. Ken Kunkel writes. uh, Go ahead. Where is he? Go ahead. Ken writes, listening to the podcast, Giants Ridge became a bucket list item. Our regular group of golfers, brother-in-law and the spouses, went up for a Sunday-Monday trip golfing both days. On Sunday, we golfed the Legend, cocktails and lunch prior at the Burnt Onion. There is entertainment and value in watching the mountain bike activities going on. Monday, we hit the quarry. Wow, the golf was awesome. I'm a hack, so no reason to be afraid of the course. Yes, it is tight in spots, and the uh, few carries that make it a challenge. Just have extra pellets and do not be afraid to lose a few by far, the best part of the round was the fin cycles. They were just plain fun. So you and your crew get up there, Kenny K in Buffalo, talking about what I've been telling you. Giants Ridge at, uh, up in Bewabek, home to the quarry and the legend, two of the greatest public golf courses in the country, much less Minnesota. And uh, as they discovered, they have great group golf rates for groups of eight or more. They'll customize a tournament. And uh, they got a great 37-hole special yet this summer. Play the legend and the quarry on the same day with lunch on them between rounds. $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. But as uh, Kenny discovered from Buffalo, it's more than golf. It's water recreation, hiking, biking, the newest and largest lift serve mountain bike park in the Midwest. Dining, lodging, and more. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com where you can also make your tea time.
Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sujoulet. Free stuff. Let's do it. We're going to give away some seafoam swag and product right now. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Just as available as a tank of gas, as Susie um, proved this week. We're picking another name in our Seafoam Works Stories contest. You send that story to Olson at garagelogic.com. Tell me how it saved your life. Your name goes into my hat. I pick it out. Friday's winner. It's just that easy. And today's uh, winner, I've been talking about her all week, actually. It's Susie from Breezy. Breezy Susie. Uh, she's a grandma from Breezy Point, tooling around on a street glide. And let me tell you something, she ain't taking any sass from a pinging twin cam 103. Uh, any hoodles, um, I'm going to be getting in touch with you, Susie, very soon. Meanwhile, uh, GLers, please send your Seafoam Works stories to... K. Olson at garagelogic.com. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas, available worldwide, seafoam. Uh, please don't say my name, but I know his name and I find him trustworthy. I live in Minneapolis and have worked with the Minneapolis Police Department for 25 years. I see things both as a citizen and a cop. Use the moniker Waylon Jennings if you use a name at all. Mayor, with all the talk about yes for Minneapolis, defunding and eliminating the police, which is back, that, that yes for Minneapolis is backed by Soros, George Soros-funded groups. I could go on for days about Soros and what he is doing to America. I don't think the people of Minneapolis realize what will happen if this comes to fruition. Personally, I do not see the people of Minneapolis voting to get rid of the cops altogether. I have talked with friends and neighbors living here, and not one of them is on board with this foolishness. They want more police, not fewer. They have seen the crime increase in their neighborhoods, and they've seen it on the news, and they know things are getting worse. Think of the implications of reducing police levels or eliminating the police altogether. Cops will become firefighters. Nothing against firefighters. But they will only respond to calls instead of preventing crime from taking place. They will simply sit at the station until a call comes, go out, take care of it, then right back to the station or go to the next call. Let's be honest. Fear of being caught in the act will even be more brazen than they are now. When the intelligent residents realize this, they will leave. And when businesses such as Target and other large corporations realize that the city is lawless, they will leave as well. This will not only reduce the tax base, but will have further downstream effects as small businesses that depend on city residents and businesses will cease to exist. We will become Detroit 2.0. Mm -hmm. 
Fortunately, I believe that the yes for Minneapolis is a very small minority of city residents. I look at Don Samuels and his lawsuit, which he won, which would require more cops, not less, as a good sign of rational people who want reforms in the police department, but realizing having no cops is a recipe for disaster. Here is a recent poll that backs this up. More voters want more police in their communities as crime escalates. It's a Hill-Harris poll released Wednesday, July 14th that shows more, more voters countrywide. More voters want to boost police numbers in their communities rather than diminish them. And uh, Waylon continues, uh, Also, I live in Cam Gordon's district in Minneapolis. I am the very person that you have talked about running for city council. Conservative, normal, gainfully employed. I would never win against these leftists because I am perhaps 10% of the population. People would never vote for me because I don't go along with their ideas about climate change, BLM, the love of Dr. Fauci. Plus, to be honest, I don't need to make my personal life public. Maybe conservatives don't do their due diligence with John Thompson, but I guarantee you the liberals would do everything to make me look like a fool. No, thank you. In closing, I want to point out that all the cities who uh, defunded their police departments are now begging for more police. Seattle, Portland, D.C., San Francisco, Atlanta, etc. However, they will not get the cops they want or need. Officers with any sensibilities are not going to apply for a job in a city that is run by people who don't like them or their presence. The people of these cities, including Minneapolis, are going to pay dearly for what the politicians have done to their officers. I also have a lot to say about equipment stops and for traffic violations, but I will save that for another day. Mm. I've never really stopped to think or imagine the city without police. <clears throat> oh, well, even the what was it Monday or Tuesday when they reached agreement for security for the fair? Because mm -hmm. there was talk that that would be. Are you kidding me? You were you were actually thinking about having a state fair without security? I think what he means that uh, crime would increase without police presence. The presence of police is a deterrent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not as much as it used to be because too many low-level crimes are going un unpunished with no consequences. But it's also because they're they're outmanned right now. Yeah. It's a, If Minneapolis votes to create a Department of Public Safety, they will be, uh, they will be uh, pounding the last nail in their coffin. If they, if they in any way vote to diminish the presence and the authority of a police department, uh, you can say, just like the emailer pointed out, you can. that's a disaster. But we'll who are they catering to? What, what, what group of people is, is asking for this? The woke leftist Marxist like Sheila Nazad who's running for mayor. Okay. The noisy ones. But, yeah. the, the, but the people ones. that outnumber these is far and away bigger. I agree. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but those people are going to work every day, don't have time to go. Uh, it's all BS to them, so they don't pay it any mind. Mm -hmm. You got to pay that no mind. But, it, but there has to be an awakening. There has to be an awakening. That's, okay, what event? So there there will be an awakening. What will it take? <laughs> well, Cri if 2020 didn't up, do it... <laughs> Right, crime is on the way up. What crimes? What event um, will force people to go? Oh wow, yeah, we really do need a police presence, what, no matter what. Town what have we had the last four months? We've had four kids murdered under the age of ten. Mm -hmm. 
I See, nobody's think, paying attention. Nobody's paying attention to the daily crime. The woman who this morning got punched in the face and kicked around, and her car keys and, and phone, and wallet and car stolen. Nobody, you know, and that happens all day, every day. Nobody's paying attention to that. N- nobody knows that. The news, it doesn't make the news, so so they don't realize how bad it really is until they witness a crime in their neighborhood from their front yard themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to choose to, uh, if I'm reading between the lines of uh, Waylon Jennings' uh, email, I, I'm going to choose to believe that he's optimistic, that that you're not hearing anything from the majority of voters, but you will hear from them on voting day. Okay. Will you, though? Well, as I say, they need a great awakening if they're even hesitant about, if they're not worried, they're, 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 they're not, they're stupid. If they're not worried, they're stupid. Because it's or getting just uninformed, yeah. Joe. Just you know, blind. But there's just well, I'm just going to choose to believe that it that they have to become uh, extremely aware of how bad this has gotten. Well, Reavers, didn't you tell me you've quit uh, reading the Uptown Crime Report? Yeah, I I still follow it, but I've muted it because it makes and it's not that. What he's doing is in a great service because it absolutely is. But if you follow it and look at it, it makes you so angry to see what's going on in Uptown, for mm-hmm. God's sake. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest parts of Minneapolis. Not anymore. Not anymore. There is no nice part of Minneapolis anymore. Oh, I think you <clears throat> Well, there's there's nice areas to live. Uh, we don't know that. You don't think no, living are. on Lake Calhoun's <laughs> a nice place want, to live? I just wanted to fire the button. But hey, Maguska. <laughs> But Southwest, you know, um, Central South, that's that's pretty good. Oh, you mean Edina? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean Diamond, south of Diamond Lake, you know, yeah. that area down there. Up and down the creek and Lake Nokomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a, and maybe, maybe we're onto something here that, that there is more functioning neighborhoods than not. Right. And so they they might be taking for granted that it'll always be thus. They'll always live in a nice functioning neighborhood. But didn't they was it the rookie you, you would probably know this cuz I know you've attended. Wasn't the art fair supposed to be last weekend? And yes. they either canceled it or shortened the hours, right? Because they were worried about crime. I, yeah, I never I never did know what canceled. they decided. What, it what was canceled fair? altogether. What art yeah, fair? The Uptown Art Fair. Uptown. Yeah. Which is a huge I went to massive. it one year. It's yeah. massive. It's massive. And they had to cancel some, it. Yeah, sorry, Kenny. I was reading some, uh, I guess, reactions to that. I think it was on Twitter. Uh, and most of the reaction was that was all white privilege anywhere. Anyway, where people from Edina roll in and don't spend any money. Which is crap because it's <laughs> everybody, everybody would go there to was, it. There were black right. people, Asian people. Right, uh, right. You know. right. It's like, you know, it's, it's that everybody shouting white privilege at everybody else. I mean, you know, Grandpa Bob would show up. Grandpa with that Bob with you guys. would show, and he would observe who's there. Right. He would take. He would take. He would observe who was there. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't buy anything. It's too expensive. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> we only and it was and it was Walker knocking over uh, artwork <laughs> and banging glass. Well, let me tell you something. Give me uh, something good, huh? This is these kinds of discussions are are factored in right now as businesses decide they're they're bringing employees back they're trying to get rolling again and these kinds of discussions impact 
the location of where they might want to work. Sure. Uh, that's thus the development of Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Yeah, beautiful. Some St. Paul guys, yep. right? Eight building campus in a park like setting. You're done with the hassles of downtown. You're done with waiting for elevators. You're done with road construction. You're done with parking problems. You park free right in front of your own place. Uh, they're all single story. They're all customizable office spaces. So you get exactly what you want and what you need. And uh, it's lovely. I've toured the place. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely lovely. You've with, seen it. I've been there. Yeah. Access to highways 55, 62, 494, both downtowns, the airport, you name it. It's uh, centrally located and yet just remote enough to make you feel like you're working in a park or in a wooded area. It's just fantastic. Yeah. You can find out much more at escapetomendota.com. This guy Call wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You're not getting the 100. You've already had My your vaccination. My is Hundo, and I'm going to get about 80 vaccines in the next four <laughs> weeks, baby. I am going to be rich. He's going to turn start purple. Yeah, he's going to glow. I'm going to turn all those Hundos right over to Chris Miller and his crew at Aim High Construction because they can tackle about just about any job that needs doing. And Lord knows I have jobs that need doing uh, from roofing, siding, concrete work, a new kitchen. You know, my kitchen was redone in 1978 in the farmhouse. In my farmhouse, when I walk in the door, I'm looking 1978 straight in the eye. So I really could use Chris Miller, uh, his design consultation, get up here, tear that old crap out, throw in a bunch of new goodies. That would be awesome. They can do all of that for you two GLers. You have basement, upstairs, bathroom, you name it. They're a full-service construction company. Honest work, quality work. They're perfectionists. And uh, thankfully, lumber prices are supposed to be dropping here. Goods are being manufactured. Acquisition getting easier. It's time to get on the computer. Aim high construction. MN.com. Get in touch with Chris and discuss getting on the schedule. Again, aim high construction. MN.com. You know what you're looking at in that 1978 kitchen? A lot of What's formica. That? Oh yeah, yeah. Love Formica. Formica. Yes, yeah, that was a big yes. Joe, it's yellow. Yes, it's even, it that's is. even worse. Oh yeah, yellow Formica. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. the kitchen table with the metal legs. Uh, we pulled, <laughs> the, we pulled the, the kitchen. Uh, the border, the metal border yes, that goes yes. all the way yeah. around. That's the problem. We moved some modern stuff in, so it's a modern, nice kitchen table sitting on old linoleum. Oh, yeah, get the linoleum Formica. floor. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the linoleum just, in the corners, it's kind of ripped it's a peeling, little bit. It's yeah, peeling it's a little. Back. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Yeah. Twin Cities experiences one of the driest June-July combos on record. Well, we'll find out about that. The focus over the last couple of days has certainly been with the smoky and hazy skies and no mask advisories. But the dry conditions across much of the upper Midwest is the main reason why the smoke is around. That's because the smoke comes several comes from several large fires burning north and east of Winnipeg, Canada, where conditions are just as dry as much of Minnesota. While all of us have certainly seen some rain over the last eight weeks, it's been nothing close to what we usually get. May, June, and July are the wettest months on average for the Twin Cities. We receive almost half our annual moisture during this 12-week period. This year, though, not so much. With less than three inches of rain falling at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport since June 1st, it will now be the sixth driest June-July combo on record and the driest such period since a drought year of 1988. 
it's obviously obviously not just the metro dealing with the very dry conditions, but it's the entire state and much of the region. Then they show maps of Fox 9 report. It's very clear who has had moisture and who hasn't. Central and eastern Wisconsin have managed to see average or above average rainfall over the last eight weeks. I meant to mention that. Hmm. When we went to the Iola car show and drove through central Wisconsin, ended up in Stevens Point, there was no burned out grass. It was all green really? and lush. Really? Yeah, all green. Because that's a long drought. Yeah, Lush. Much of Minnesota's experienced 25 to 50% of average rainfall over this time, with some spots in Wright County and near Lake of the Woods as low as 10% of the average moisture. Unfortunately, no significant pattern change is expected over the next week, which means the dry conditions are likely to continue for the foreseeable future. So, so the, 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 the hysterical call has been called. Mm-hmm. We're, we're too dry. We are. We need rain. Uh, but... Uh, so far, there's been 2.93 inches of rain in June and July. 2.9, okay. In the Twin Cities. Less than three. Uh, so that's sixth place for all-time driest. 1894. 1894. That was a long time ago. June and July, 1.35 inches oh, of wow. snow. Oh, snow? 1988. Of rain. Of rain. Rain. Na- I'm sorry, rain. 1988, 1.39 inches. That 1910. Was- 1.93 inches. 1982, 2.36. 1936, 2.40. And now here we come in sixth place, 2021, 2.93. Followed by uh, in seventh place, 1963 with 3.44 inches. You're not going to do these every day, are you? No, but I'll tell you something. Uh, obviously, we recovered from 1988. Yes, that's Pat's favorite drought year, I think. We obviously recovered from 1982. We obviously recovered from 1963. I'm just doing all the ones when I was alive. I wasn't alive, Kenny, for the 1894 one. Okay. Not by much. And, I, I believe you. Okay. So. I bet your grandpa was. I do have memories of how dry it was in 1988. I do have some memories. Yes. I actually that. do, too. Yeah. Uh, 1982, I have zero recollection of uh, such a dry period. I wasn't paying attention. Zero recollection. Uh, this year, of course, I have recollections. 1963, zero recollections that, it w- that the year, uh, that June and July of 1963 uh, produced only 3.44 inches of rain. I don't recall anyone talking about it. I don't recall any anything about it. So 63, uh... no recollections. 82, no recollections. 88, some vague recollections. And the only, what I really remember is we had a really bad patio. It, it had those crummy uh, octagonal-shaped stones. You'd go oh, to the, yes, yes. And they, we inherited it when we got the house. And they had crummy weeds growing up between. Oh, and yeah. they're, they're all gray and <laughs> yes. brown. Yes. And, that's exactly and, uh, what you're saying. So, so that's really what I remember about 1988. Just a bad, <laughs> bad patio situation. Why is it weeds can grow regardless if there's a drought? Your grass will go dormant, but weeds seem to keep thriving. Uh, I can't answer that okay. question. That would be a question for Freddie the Gardener. But I'm, gonna, I'm, try, I'm trying to finish this thought. We're, we have these weather anomalies uh, told to us, 1894, and 1988, 
as far back as 1894. Yes, it's yes. been it's been worse. But far. did we only have 12 years back in 1988, like we do now? Well, that's true. It, in in 1894, no one was predicting we, we only had 12 years. To but live. now we must be right. down to 11 because that was at least a year ago that they declared. I, I think we could be at 10. Oh boy! I, I just called 10. the uh, roommate. She's going to take a picture that I uh, of a story that I read in the local paper this morning about the drought conditions, I believe it was in the early 1900s, where the temperature was 106 to 114 degrees for days on end. I would move. Uh, So so I'm hoping to get the details on that. But uh, this year, Joe, it's it's pretty bad, at least around here anyway. Uh, What we call potholes, you know, little swamps, sloughs, whatever. Not only are they so dry that now the farmers are going in with their, um, well, I'll just call them cutters for you guys, mowing down the grass, bailing it up, and, and feeding it to their cattle because there's no alfalfa to bale. Hmm. That's how bad it is. Well, yeah. and that, so, so, so that means that in 1894, that would have been a similar problem. 1988, yeah. Yeah. a similar problem. 1910, a similar problem. 1982 yeah. and 1936 and 1963, a similar problem. Here's the, the item that just arrived. 120 years ago, hot weather, the hot, hot spell cumulated Saturday, July 20th, 1901. Temperatures range from 102 to 109 degrees. Farmers oh concerned about the impact on the wheat harvest. And that's another thing I've seen up here. Instead of harvesting the wheat this year, you know, with the combine, they're going out with the swatter, cutting it down, bailing it up, and uh, feeding it to their cattle. That's how bad it is. So they won't see any profits from what is normally a, uh, a cash crop. Joe, when you are on KSTP, I listen daily, so I'm a longtime GLer. Listening to your June, I'm sorry, your July 29 podcast, you mentioned the phys- physics guy suggesting we are about to get cold. There are numerous recent studies predicting global cooling. The reason is something called a grand solar minimum. This is not a random event coming our way. It is an event that has happened multiple times over the last few thousand years. A grand solar minimum is what happens when the sun calms down and goes quiet with reduced sunspot activity. The sun cycles through active and quiet times roughly every 11 years. Those 11-year cycles are more or less active on cycles of of uh, every 200 years, 400 years, and 1,600 years. We are approaching the 400-year, and in some solar physicists think we are approaching a 1,600-year cycle of a potentially quiet sun. During the smallest cycle, the 11-year cycle, the sun cycles from very few sunspots on a daily basis to very active with a lot of sunspots per day and then back to low-level sunspots. The last sun cycle, which started in 2009, and peaked in 2014 and ended in 2019-2020 was very quiet compared to the sun cycles in the 1950s through the 2000s. Many solar physicists are predicting the next three to seven sun cycles to continue to be very quiet. That means the next 35 to 80 years are predicted to be a time of a cold sun. That is why these solar physicists suggest we are entering a grand solar minimum and thus global cooling. Many solar physicists predict that this grand solar minimum we are entering to be similar to that of the Maunder minimum. The Maunder minimum was the time from the years 1645 to 715. Note that the Maunder minimum started in 1630, 16 to 1645, which aligns with the documented 400-year cycle the sun is known to have. During the Maunder minimum, 
1645 to 1715. The canals of the Netherlands froze over during the winter, and much of the artwork from that time shows snowy settings in areas that have not had significant snow for 150 years. Anyway, the sun provides all the heat for the earth. When it cools down, you can expect the earth will cool down. Like your house, if you only have one furnace to keep your house warm, when that one furnace turns off, your house gets cold. Our furnace is about to get cold for a while. Hmm. A cold sun. Which? Wait a minute, now check this out. Isn't that how your mom described you once? A cold sun? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't resist. Sorry, Mary Ellen. (laughs) Well, as, as we've discussed, what... There is nothing we can do. No. You you get these right. pieces, these editorials, I read them all, and they say, we're at the tipping point. We have to we have to act now. We must do what, something about this do? immediately. To do Harumph. what? Harumph. Right. Harumph. To do what? Turn off the motors. It the has motors. nothing to do with the environment. You're just a bunch of fruitcakes. It's, you're nuts. You're trying to bring about a different kind of country. You're trying to slow the Americas down. There's nothing you can do. The sun is the boss. That's right. It's in charge. The sun is in charge. And there's not a damn thing we can do anything about it. Right. And I, it, it's just as likely that we're going into a global cooling as anything else that's been advertised. Well, when was the, globing, the global cooling period, Joe? Because that wasn't scary enough. That's when we switched to global That was warming. in the 70s. That was in the 70s. Okay. Yeah, Time so are Magazine, we going back now? Time Magazine had a blue planet uh, on the cover, <laughs> and that wasn't frightening enough, so they went to uh, the red. Because red frightens people. Sure. You know. Blue is, come on. Well, you know, when it's a cold planet, it's like, you know, being in here in the wintertime. You just throw on an extra layer. Mm-hmm. Say at EcoFun right now, you go in and get a new scooter or a new Ventelli e-bike, you're going to leave with a new GL t-shirt. Oh. Yeah. Those scooters turn I every... I the new shirts they've got. I saw the ones that are going to be available at the fair, if, in fact, there's a fair. Yeah. Okay. They're pretty cool. Uh, these scooters at EcoFun on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, man... Uh, Perfect for uh, college students, uh, urban commuting. They turn every urban errand into an adventure. So do the e-bikes with five levels of electric assist, the Bintelli e-bikes. And as I've said this week, if you advertise with us, we, we'll, we'll make your life miserable. That's right. Because Tim, <laughs> Tim is looking for friendly people for full-time or part-time work in sales and customer service. Just like Spencer Grunhofer is looking for people and Mike Fratelloni is looking mm-hmm. for people. Business is good. You can get a job. Uh, also at EcoFun, full line of youth recreational equipment, Yamaha products, helmets, apparel, and service. Great people and great products at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Hey guys, it's Reavers here for my friends at Everest Men's Health. Let me ask you a question. Have you experienced any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength, enjoyment of life, libido, or have you also had a strong feeling of sleepiness after dinner? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was having some of those same feelings, and I finally decided to do something about it, and now's the time for you to do something about it as well. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. Whether it's signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every area important to a man's health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. Everest provides a wonderful, comfortable environment. It's not intimidating like other medical clinics. The staff is wonderful and caring, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and will refer you to a specialist if needed. Guys, the time is now to take those first steps to a better you. Go to Everest Men's Health 
eganmedical.com to schedule an appointment. And to celebrate the opening of their third location in Egan, you can call today to schedule your $30 testosterone test during the month of July at any of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. Again, go online to everestmenshealth.com and take the first steps to a better you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I'm having clarifying thoughts. Oh. When I said to you... Clear it up for us. I don't remember remember much about the dry spell of June and July in 1988. I don't remember much. I don't remember anything about the dry spell in 1982. And I don't remember anything about the dry spell in 1963. Uh, and we will remember this dry spell, uh, 2021, if for no other reason than the uh, incredible layer of smoke haze in the air. But here, here's my clarifying thought. We are sold uh, the idea that A, these events are unprecedented, mm-hmm. and B, that they're, uh, they're life-changing. Uh, if we don't do something about oh, okay, this— yeah. Our lives right. will be changed irrevocably for the foreseeable future. That's how these weather events today are presented to the American public. Okay. We must act now. Because right. The, right, and fires. Yep. Right, because the, the, the news gatherers are in, in cahoots with the politicians trying to bring about a real major change to the way Americans lead their lives. Mm-hmm. Thus, Tim Walz's incredible push for electric vehicles, adopting the California clean car uh, smog rules. But here's the clarifying thought. Uh, we've recovered. We, no one gives a second thought about 1988. No one, 1988 didn't change anything right. on earth. Much. So you mean post-1988, we came back? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay, we- 1982. No one gives a thought about 1982 because nature repaired itself. Right. And no one's going to give a thought about this year. Next year, June and July might be terribly rainy. The point is, these are not life-changing events. No. They're the normal events of... Any given summer. Of any summer. Yeah. Going back to 1894. 1894 is the worst on record. June and July produce 1.35 inches of rain. Well, here we are today... Here we are. We're here. What about another uh, event from nature? Mount St. Helens. Repaired nicely. Repaired very nicely. Yeah. It was horrible oh, at the time. Go, we could talk about the lakes, too. As uh, close to home as White Bear Lake or every three years Superior. You know, How often do we hear Superior's right. way down? What are we going to do? We're going to be farming Lake Superior in three years. And then, oopsie, she's back up to normal levels. But the way... Weather events get presented today carries an implication that I am supposed to attach to them a significance that was never previously attached to right. a weather event. Yes, yes. In other words, I, I attach no significance to 1988 and have been proven correct. <laughs> I would have attached no significance to 1982. And would have been proven correct. Well, really, around here, the only time we do it is with significant snowstorms, right? Just because of the unusual nature of it. The 91 snowstorm. Oh, that was that was festive. It was so wild. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Right. 
Speaking of those events in the early 80s, wasn't it in the mid-70s that all the scientists were worried about global cooling? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, this David Muir will come on every night, and five will get you ten that the lead story, if it's not the virus, is a weather event somewhere. Heavy rains, tornadoes, what have you. And again, those stories are presented to the viewer with the expectation that the viewer should should seize on the idea that this is why we have to fix climate change, because this is a life-changing event. This kind of rain has never fallen before. What did right. George Pett tell us yesterday? The first flood, first fort got flooded out with 12 feet over the bank. Mm-hmm. What yeah. the hell kind of rainstorm did they have yeah. or snow it, that it, year? And I've got news for you all. Uh, forests have been burning since the beginning of forests. Right. <laughs> it's a How many common. fires did Lewis and Clark witness caused by lightning? Oh, it's, it's funny. All the mountain man books that I've been yeah. reading th- throughout the years, uh, there's always nonstop chatter about taking routes around fires right. that were all started naturally. Well, that's my clarifying thought. Uh, I reject being asked or expected to attach significance to the dry spell we're having right now. I, I just don't attach any significance to it at all. It's just our turn. And I have the evidence to support my clarification because we went through the people in 1894 went through it we're still here Mm -hmm. the people in 1988 went through it we're still here people in 1910 went through it here we are 1982 here we are 1936 the dust bowl 30s here we are how about 1894 1894 here we are here we are are. 2021 we'll be here next year wait a minute what about 2023 when these 12 years are up then we're done. Then we have the last over, laugh. Yeah. Then or it's then over. they're going to have the yeah, last then, laugh. Then it's over. That's break glass smoke lucky. Got it. Yeah. I am reading a piece that is alarming. I've never heard of a site called News Binding, mm-hmm. um, but the headline is Climate Scientist Warns Next 20 to 30 Years Will Be Cold. And it's by our guy, Willie Soon. Yeah. I think we, we talked about him, him earlier yesterday. in the week. Yeah. And uh, he's talking about what you were talking about uh, before we went to break. Um, about the solar patterns and how it's going to be cooler here in uh, the next coming years up to 2050. But as I'm reading down and you guys are ranting and raving, listen to this. Uh, And and again, I don't know anything about this website, but here's a paragraph. If if you like conspiracy, I wish John was here. (laughs) Soon's warnings dovetail with a report Wednesday of billions of dollars in Chinese investment into elite American universities to promote climate alarmism as one of the Chinese Communist Party's chief weapons against the United States of America. (laughs) Get the scan for Kenny. Get the scan for Kenny. I was at least going to get let the, let Wait, get the God, you really don't pay attention do you did you i was so busy looking for willie soon did you bring this up before the break uh all during yesterday's willie soon topic. okay Here, you know what let all me, right joe i think that deserves two i do too yeah that was a pretty long interview i love it oh so that's the, you're right that's where we were talking <laughs> conspiracies <laughs> i remember get him okay. to tan and scan <laughs> right uh, I just love Make this. Make notes we, to yourself occasionally so you know what I've been talking about so you don't let, bring it up the next day. Uh, you know I forget everything you say as soon as we are done here every right, day. Right. Uh, let's make sure we bring this up when John gets back because this is awesome. This is good stuff. I, I would I'm love to. Save this. Uh, I would love to. Save this. Uh, why don't we uh, take a little break and come back with Patrick Ricey? You want to do that right now? Yeah. yeah.
Saudi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater is the only place in the metro to make a great day even better. Get yourself a fine cigar. It's the place to stock up. They stock in a wide variety of cigars, and they have a lovely smoking lounge, state-of-the-art ventilation system, and the guys at Sodi's, why, they can help you pick out the right cigar, the cigar that's going to lead to an afternoon of joy. And as frequent customers uh, know, you can sign up for a special membership. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store. It's just yours and only yours. It comes with a key and a 15% discount on all store merchandise, including cigars. They're really easy to find, located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. Turn south off of Highway 36 onto Osgood, and then you'll see Sodi Cigar and Pipe immediately right there on your right. You'll also find them on the web at SodiCigars.com. And please, when you stroll in, uh, in there, tell them that the dummies at Garage Logic sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement to make. Patrick James Stephen Ricey is leaving the DFL party to... Praise the orange leading uh, messiah on the other side as seen on Twitter not too long ago. Is this true, sir? I believe you misinterpreted it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I said that my DFLness has never been in more question since we now have decided to bribe people to get vaccines. That's 100 it. bucks. 100 but unfortunately, <laughs> as I pointed out, on the other side, we have the orange messiah <laughs> who has turned 86.3% of those followers into nutcases. So it's uh, the walls and the fellas only win by default. Got no. it. Got but, it. Uh, orange Thank you for saying <laughs> This is unbelievable that we have to uh, bribe people to get vaccines. It's, it's, I don't care if it's federal money. I'd rather have you burn it than give it to people to get a vaccine. All right. That's a it's very the strong stupidest statement. thing I've ever heard of. He's now on suit record. You're right. Yes. Suit, you're right. He is one of us. He just doesn't realize yeah, it. Yeah, he is. He, he, oh, Pat. God, no. Pat. My, my. Pat. I don't know. If I'd been with Benito in Italy, I don't think I could be more disgusted than I am with Trump. So I don't know what to tell you. Oh, Pat? It's Mussolini reference. Yeah. <laughs> he threw out Mussolini. He got See, Mussolini I would never, in. I would never compare him to Hitler. I would never compare him to Hitler. All right. I would never do that. Oh, Pat. I will only go Benito. <laughs> He's, got limits. Right. He's got limits. First name basis. Oh, Pat. Yes. God. South St. Paul, noted for the Carter brothers, Doug Woog, Phil Housley, now has Suni Lee in that trophy case. Uh, she's an East Sider, you know, though. I know, but she went to South St. Paul High School. She went to South St. Paul High School, but she grew, grew up on the East Side. And I believe St. Paul should have itself a parade. Well, I think there will be. Today's Suni Lee Day. It is Suni Lee Day, but I think we rushed into it. I think we should have Suni Lee Day when we can have the closest thing St. Paul can have to a ticker tape. That's right. Uh, and uh, have SUNY and then have all the other uh, Olympians from uh, Minnesota who want to show up to be part of it. Yeah, but this is a phenomenal idea. story. Uh, it's a hell of a story. Uh, 
Yeah, it is. It's a great story. And, uh, you know, dad, apparently just a hell of a guy, nice guy, helping a neighbor, fell off a ladder. He's paralyzed from the waist down. This happened during the, uh, you know, during all her preparations back in 2019. And uh, she had that a traumatic uh, thing to overcome and uh and then she gets simone to uh, bail on her and doesn't know if she's uh you know that all of a sudden it's all hanging on her and uh it's pretty pretty magnificent i i would say going to auburn uh is she gonna go well usually they don't go and well she's 18 so i guess she'd She'd be too old next time at 22. Yeah. So yeah, she go to Auburn. That's uh, that's good. Most of the most of the young ladies, uh, you know, re retire from the uh, international scene, and then uh, then they go off to college when they're 18 or 19 years old. When they start, uh, you know, uh, developing a little more, shall we say? Well, would so. Simone Biles be too old four years from now at 28? Oh God, yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Although there's some Ruski who's like 40, right? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. She's the short-haired gal. I think they this never was her let last... her uh, eat. Apparently, she's never been allowed to eat. <laughs> I think this was her last Olympics. I hope so, but uh, this is this is great. And I I gotta say this. I wish we could find a middle ground here with Simone. I don't want to criticize her, but I don't want to make her a hero either. She just you just 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 take it for what it is she yeah didn't feel bad. like she was competing to her standard and decided to stop competing and that does not make her some kind of a a hero for america nor does that make her a villain for america that just that's just what it is i think and uh, i think the the need that we feel to write these glowing tributes and uh, all this is uh, i mean you can you can write glowing tributes to her greatness that she exhibited for uh, a number of years but to to have all these glowing tributes based on the fact she chose not to compete i got trouble with it well i think that uh, i think it's been hasn't it been seized upon by the mental health advocacy activists who are they're the ones really behind being so praiseworthy of her and and well i'm I not going to pretend i'm not going to pretend i can understand uh what she was experiencing <laughs> apparently it's a it's a malady that can affect gymnasts when their brain is out of sync well, with their body somebody described me today it's the yips yeah you know yeah. she couldn't she wanted to do two and a half twisties and they're she only allowed herself to do one and a half, and she got the yips. Yep. I can I can like so. I can liken it and put it into modern day uh, for every day the everyday guy. Okay, Patrick walks into the living room mm -hmm. and he sits there for five seconds and he says, "What in the hell did I come in this room to get?" Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and it's your keys Such. or something like that. And, and as I we've learned that, here in, in the last two weeks, Such quits the game of golf every three days on average. Right. <laughs> yes. That's right. Every three, yeah. That's right. Uh, but the, the one uh, difference here is uh, we are not legendary world-class athletes. That's one difference, you know? yes. That is, yes, uh, the one slight distinction. Yes. In fact, what would be yes. both of your uh, greatest accomplishments as it relates to athletics? Well, I was in the Olympics in 72 okay. as a uh, boxer. Okay, and uh, I got the silver medal. Okay. I fought a. Uh, I fought oh, no, a, you got uh, a sliver. 
<laughs> I fought in Argentina. Yeah. Ah, yeah. what was his name? I was. I've Ricky always Rubin. felt that my. <laughs> I've always felt that my greatest accomplishment was uh, relieving myself in a baseball game at Wyndham, Minnesota. <laughs> when I got knocked into humiliation, went over to third base, and the guys who relieved me were so horse crap, I had to come back in and relieve myself. I thought that was quite an achievement. How often have you seen that, that a guy had to relieve himself? I told you guys this many times. There wasn't a sailboat race I couldn't win. Only athletic skill required was to sit. Yep. And then once in a while, you get up and sit on the other side of the boat. Right. That's it. Yes. That's all you had to do. You just sat. I'll give you my greatest accomplishment. It happened at Todd Field in Hastings. Nativity was playing someone. I was in seventh grade. I was the backup quarterback. David Sundberg, the uh, starting quarterback, got hurt. So I start throwing the ball around, warming up a bit. And uh, Bill O'Connor comes over to me, the coach, and says, uh, we're going to go with BJ instead of you. <laughs> I, I Pat, just sat back down. I, I thought what Pat said to relieve himself. I didn't mean he had to go to the camp. I That's thought what that I assumed too. No, yeah. no, no. As a relief pitcher, I yeah. relieved myself. Rookie, you're it. selling yourself short. I mean, you are the inventor of the double pump layup. Double pump layup. I don't talk about my football career that much. Um, <laughs> not much to brag about. <laughs> double pump layup. Hey, Pat, uh, are the Twins going to win five more games this year? I don't know. Uh, Barrios goes to Toronto. Right. Uh, I thought they might get a little more of a haul. I guess the pitcher, I think, who's another pitcher on the Olympic team, I believe. And uh, he was their fourth prospect and uh, their second highest pitching prospect. And the other kid is uh, uh, from Iowa. He played at Iowa. And they got him listed as a second prospect in the and the, but I look at his numbers and wonder why that is. Not not a power guy, which is okay with me. If somebody gets on base a lot and uh, you know just doesn't go up there and strike out like an idiot every time, I'm in favor of that. But uh, yeah, this is uh, I think 59 and 103 is the target. Wow. 2016. That was the worst record in Twins history, and uh, I think they can do her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Berrios was supposed to pitch tonight in St. Louis. Yes, Barrios. They 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 knew this was coming though. Uh, Phil Miller from our paper drew, flew in yesterday, and Griffin Jacks was on his flight. Oh yeah, and uh, the uh, from the Saints, and uh, so it was obvious that he was uh, coming. He was coming to town to uh, pitch in case uh, Barrios got traded, and uh, they they allegedly had four or five uh, teams bidding. I was surprised it wasn't San Diego that went and got him after the Dodgers got Scherzer. I thought San Diego. Who is San Diego had two guys, hot shot prospects, and I'm sure the Twins wanted one of those, so they said no. Pat, who in the hell is going to beat the Dodgers? Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. They just the they just show Pat. They just showed their projected starting lineup. Everybody except their catcher has been an All Star. And they now yeah, have they four got, former Cy Young winners in their rotation. So what are they going to? Where are they going to put Seager now that Trey Turner's there? Trey Turner put him in the outfield. No, they're going to put Turner at second base. Apparently. Oh, okay. Wouldn't it be well, nice if the Twins could make a trade for somebody who actually could just step right into the lineup? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that how it's that supposed to happen? They got all they got for for uh, all they got is, uh, is prospects. A couple of magic beans yep. and a coke. Yeah. They got uh, they got two prospects. I'm sure they're trying to move uh, Big Mike now for some A ball player too. I know they're trying to trade him, and uh, 
Hey, did you see St. Paul paper had a great story today. Did you see that Dean Spiros who used to work here and there must be a freelancer now went over and talked to Shoemaker yesterday and Shoemaker ripped the twins for not using him right. Did you see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> the shoe, the shoe said they tried to get him to change everything he did. Yeah. And uh, now he's back in St. Paul and doing what he wants to do. And he pitched seven scoreless innings last night. But uh, I don't know if that's the PR move to make. If you want to get called back to the big leagues is to say, these morons screwed me up. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been great. Suitor to the Dallas Stars, huh? Yeah, right. Nice contract, too. He got 16 mil, and then he's getting... I, I was surprised, though. He's only getting seven more from these guys. I didn't realize it was down that low now. Mm -hmm. he, he's getting... Uh, he's got seven-some million coming from the... Uh, from the wild, oh, maybe that's just for this year, though. Maybe, maybe it gets, maybe he gets a check each of the remaining years on his contract. But uh, yeah, Suter, he he played good. He, he played fine. They just didn't want him around anymore. And Rubio's traded, huh? Yeah, that was uh, they they traded Rubio for a guy, a guy I barely had heard of, <laughs> and then I read he's making thirteen million. God. What is wrong with that league? I don't know. You know, Rubio is making more than that. <laughs> it, didn't take, uh, more than it didn't take Jalen Suggs long to buy a bad suit, did it? Did you see that suit he had on? Uh, I didn't watch any of the well, I didn't watch it. I just saw a picture of it. It looked like it was oh, a space really? suit. All silvery <laughs> and weird looking. <laughs> Sequins, maybe? Yeah, I missed like that. The, I know the... the, the uh, the groups of people who show up with the uh, players in the NBA draft are not as much fun as they used to be. I think they kind of cut down on the, on the number of guys you can shake hands with after and gals. Oh, COVID-related. It's probably COVID-related. Hey, how did the neighborhood uh, party go? How did the neighborhood party go? Oh, yeah. Damn, it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a night that there was not a wisp of air. Yep. Not a wisp of air. It was okay. Yeah. It went okay. I. You know, the 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 neighbor, one of the neighbor co-hosts, they did most of the lugging here and there and everywhere. And uh, every once in a while, I'd come out of the house and encourage them and then go back in. <laughs> <laughs> but once the party started, I was I was very social and uh, talking to people and Attaboy. meeting neighbors I'd never met. So what's the hell? Well, we're talking politics, uh, politics. Politics. Uh, no, we stayed away from that. I'll see That's you a good Monday. Idea. Although I, I think my read of the room was I could have gotten away with talking politics yeah. at this group, but uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> my read I'm of not the sure. Room. You never know. That's right. We'll see you, you Monday. Know. What's that? We'll see you Monday. <laughs> we will see you Monday. <laughs> All right, Ski Cat. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, we'll Motorman. Say. Yes, sir. The new Grunhofer store is open in Forest Lake. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the same great products that you could get at the original location in Hugo, including some uh, some new brat flavors, the pineapple jalapeno cheese curd and dill pickle and cheddar cheese, the wagyu steaks and burgers, the ham, the bacon, the seasoning, the salmon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all. It's the GLers have known this drill now, and they've made... Grunhofer's their popular destination, so now two great locations. The new store in uh, Forest Lake is right on Highway 97. And, uh, yeah, here we go again. If you or someone you know would like part-time work in a fast-growing, locally-owned business, contact Spencer Grunhofer. They, uh, they need the help.
They have a demand for these products, in mm-hmm. case you boys didn't know that. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo and Grunhofer's new location on Highway 97 in Forest Lake. Nothing but quality since 2007. Yeah, I'm rolling. Reverse. Go. Roll. Are you rolling? Yes, sir. Hit now give button. me some music because I can't do this without music. I want some music. Lay dun, it on me. Dun, we dun, have to, we're going to have dun, the dun, scramble. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shut up and play it's some Friday. music. I'm not doing anything All without right, music. Everybody. Under... Uh, how about I'm, this I'm one? Waiting. How about I'm just sit how here. about this one? We oh you like this one? Yeah. How about this one? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so B. Yeah. That's that's good enough. This guy 10%. wears many hats. Okay. Not Isn't indoors. It? Joe well. Suchere. With his receding hairline, I'd recommend maybe he should wear a hat indoors. Uh, anyway, um, 10% off until 5 p.m. today, Friday, July 30th, at that brand new location of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The, that new location, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Suite 106. It's in the Maple Grove. Uh, and of course, on the World Wide Web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Lock safes, everything you need to keep those valuables secure and 10% off through 5 p.m. today. That means, depending what time you're listening to this, you might only have mere minutes to get over there. you got to stop in, meet and greet Rich. He's the owner. Ask him, uh, hey, uh, did you order this weather? Uh, and then try to awkwardly segue into Liberty Safe. See if he can hook you up. Mention you already know it's the best safe ever made in the United States uh, because you listen to GL. And then let Rich guide you through the process. And with 10% off through 5 p.m. today, you cannot go wrong. Brand new location, Liberty Safes, and for mere minutes, 10% off. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Give me a scramble, brother. Damn. Yeah. This has been one hell of a scrambled Friday. summer, hasn't it? On yes, Friday. It yes, it is. <laughs> and it yes, will continue. It yes, it is. No, no, yes, no, no. it is. You're gonna come down to Dundas and watch the Lakers take on the Dukes, Rook. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> it is Friday. Bro really doesn't work on, on Friday, does it? Bro day. Bra? Friday? Friday. Let's do this. Uh, keep, uh, here, here. Hey. Uh, Carrie writes, you remember early on in the pandemic when you had Dr. Stephen Richardson on? It's a question for the staff. Mm-hmm. Anybody remember? I do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And for yeah. what reason do we have Good old on? Doc. Uh, he Reavers was making, doesn't remember. He was making affordable <laughs> ventilators. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they were... They were Nervous that they weren't going to have it. There was going to be a shortage. And Carrie right. writes, I keep thinking about him. Remember when doctors were so terrified that they thought they would need to MacGyver their way through this pandemic? I'd absolutely, absolutely love to hear a follow-up from this doctor to see what he thinks now of COVID. I wonder if he'd even be willing to talk. Sorry, Chris, for possibly giving you work to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Ruck, you looked him up. I did the uh, legwork on this one. Did we have? Is there any information on his makeshift ventilator? He he had a he had a pretty garage logic idea going for himself. We thought he was going to be a billionaire. Right. The only stories we're getting are from um, earlier uh, about how he was going to try to make these, but there's no follow up uh, as of recently. Well, Carrie links me to a piece, but I don't know when the piece was written. Uh, She's linking me to a Care Eleven piece. Uh, if you want to look at that. Yeah, I did see that. That was from March of 2020. March 22nd, 2020. Was that going full on MacGyver is the Carrie Levin piece? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
from 2020. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then the other ones on uh, MPO Magazine, that's March 25th. Hey. That was very early on. Oh, yeah. And, and, and she's right when she notes that the doctors were, were terrified that the, the country would not have enough ventilators. Mm-hmm. Right. And this yeah. guy, you know, with bailing wire and some scotch tape, he's in the workbench there in the well, garage, and he's putting together a ventilator. It was a tad bit more oh, professional than that. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought, holy mackerel, wonder, oh, that's going to go places. Okay, here. Okay, so I followed. Find I, I, him. I found the U of M Department of Anesthesiology's Right, Twitter he was page, an anesthesiologist. But I'm trying to see if they have any updates well, uh, well it, Carrie, that, I'm assuming this is our buddy, Carrie, right? Yeah, Carrie Klein. Um, well, right. I don't think the doctor has anything to be ashamed of. Oh, no, not at all. Right. Uh, but it, it might be interesting to note that at what point did you realize there apparently was not going to be the urgent need for ventilators? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. many people ended up on a ventilator. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe people still are. It was, uh, it was enough to make me get a vaccination, I'll tell you that, just the thought of that. Well, now you can go back and get another one for a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks Visa getting, card. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple You're, times a week. Oh, yeah, I'm going in. Yeah, I need beer money. I gotta go get my vax quick. <laughs> but I, why? What? What do you think rubs Patrick the wrong way about that? Because it's Pat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and this this I is would my burn. DFLism is in question. Yes. You call them the Orange Messiah. Yeah. God. And this is money from the. Government, right? This is grant money. Yeah, but I it's your money. They don't have any. Does money. come from us. Yeah, yeah, originate from us. Nothing on their Twitter page that uh, mentions the. All masks. right. All right. Well, Carrie, it's probably a fifty-fifty chance we'll get to them. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. one step closer. We're one, yeah. one day no. closer. Welcome to the staff. Right now, it's at no, and I haven't flipped the card yet. So we'll let's see what happens. Uh, Dave Haney writes: uh, I live in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, and one of the more popular restaurants there have two electric charge stations right in front of the prime parking spots. No one is ever there charging cars, so my friend and I pulled up in our beat-up Chevy Blazer and parked there, took the jumper cables out of the back, clamped them onto the post, and then put them under the hood of the car and got by with it. Best sparking, best parking spot in the place. Have a great day. Enjoy your show. That is a GLer. That's a GLer. That's a GLer. Beating the system. What's pushing back? <laughs> Some old piece of crap 91 blazer. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. They, they disguise the jumper cables. Oh, look at that guy charging his car. And that's what people would think. Right, right. Everybody walking by uh, would think that. I wonder where the Must restaurant is. Must be an early is. model. What restaurant is that, Rook? One of the more popular restaurants on uh, Fort Myers Beach. I wonder if that's the Doc Ford Docks, location. Yeah. On, uh, Doc Ford's. Fort Myers Beach, because Doc's got one there on Sanibel and on Captiva. Whatever happened to that GL excursion to Fort Myers in the wintertime? Remember we were going to take the podcast on the road? Yeah, I can and... tell you exactly what happened. What's COVID. That? COVID. Oh. oh. We were also going to do... I mean, he was picking up the tab for I, us, I basically. had the tickets for Right. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were also going to do a road trip. To the uh, Rocky Mountains, yeah. remember that? Oh, that COVID. another big one. That can be the excuse now Phoenix. for everything. Phoenix, COVID. we were going to go to Phoenix, play that's a little golf. Ex- COVID, that's the excuse for six months from now. If you got a new ID4 from Schmel's Countryside in uh, Maplewood at the uh, southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, uh, you won't need to uh, hook up jumper cables to plug into no. an electric charging station. It is really a technological wonder. Now, there's 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens at Schmelz Countryside, with the exception of the ID4. The new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. 
zero uh, percent for up to 72 months on fiat models zero percent for up to 48 months on alpha romeo models keep checking those inventory sites i hinted yesterday that i thought that maybe jonathan schmelz found another uh fiat 124 spider to bring in uh you can verify that on your own with schmelz fiat.com and check out the uh Volkswagen inventory at SchmelzVW.com and also the Alfa Romeo inventory at SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Great people, multi-family generations. Uh, they don't own 40 stores. This is it. You'll really enjoy your time there. I have and I will continue to. Nice. Now, only. Only? Where do they come from? Because they come to us from the traveling Lymans in oh. Marleth Park, Mpumalanga, South Africa. On this day in 1805, Lieutenant Zebulon M. Pike, this came up yesterday, received orders to seek the headwaters of the Mississippi River and to find a location for a fort somewhere in the upper reaches of the river. Pike would not locate the source of the river, but he did choose a site for what would become Fort Snelling. But didn't George tell us that uh, Pike was involved in the fort down in uh, Frontenac, too? Mm-hmm. Maybe he was a house guest? It, what's Kenny doing? I thought maybe Kenny would know the answer to that question. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I'm just, you know, counting the seconds here. Don't. Jingling his keys. 48. Let's not, uh, 47. Let's not draw this out. 46. Let's just, let's just 45. hustle along On this here. day. <laughs> on this day. Today. In 1835, Army Lieutenant Albert Lee, commanding a group of U.S. Dragoons, arrived at the future site of his namesake city. Which was? Albert Lee. Got it. Now, that's he's probably a racist, and that, that name in that town will probably have to be changed. Mm-hmm. Well, did, it came up, did it not? Seriously. I, I don't know. I think I, it did. I thought I think it, did. it did. We yes. talked about it on the show. Yes, it did come up. You're right. Albert Lee. I bet you that's where they got the name of the town. Just like Fahrenheit. From his name. Just like Fahrenheit Just like yesterday. Fahrenheit well, what, what would the odds be that there would be you know two Albert Lees? Or maybe he rolled into town and went, holy cow, I have to live here. Rook, you weren't here when we had a show in which we speculated about what will the governor do about the state fair, uh, given that that's two million people elbow to elbow uh, on the same day the CD is announcing its new masking rules. I'm just wondering, do you think the fair will be held? I uh, I think it will be held. I'll be held. I'm 99%. I don't, I don't know why it would not. But what will be interesting is the next day after Labor Day, magically... COVID's just going to be, we're going to be fearful of it again once schools start. Right, right, right. That's going to be that magical transition. I just don't, I, I, I just feel sorry for the kids who have to wear the mask. Kenny, you're not wearing a watch. Yeah. But if he did. But if he did, he'd be telling you when to hey, we'll wrap up the show. Yeah. No, Kenny, I want to do about another 30 minutes. <laughs> Let's do another three. We got Patrick on again. Calm down. Fellas. Do you uh, have me? Have a nice weekend, fellas. Yeah, you bye, too. Bye, yeah, bye. Bye, Kenny. Go shoot something. <laughs> No, Just go. not yourself in the foot. No, he should go to PodMN. Find a podcast on your smartphone, PodMN, or on your computer right behind you there, Kenny. PodMN.com. Or where is it? To the side of you? Oh, there is. It's gone now. Somebody was taking it out. Uh, that is PodMN on your smartphone, PodMN.com, on your computer. And please go to the Garage Logic YouTube page and sign up. You'll get great video clips. Entertaining, informative, The most popular video of last week, Joe, was Rookie with his shirt off. Yeah. Oh, God. You did post that? <laughs> I did. Oh, no. I'm going to go back and look at it. Do you see my boobs? A little bit. Was I winking? You were. 